In the name of Jesus, Amen. I started thinking about the sermon for this Sunday as I was driving home from church last Sunday. Uh, the particular moment was when I was on 250, just east of Hydraulic Road, and I went to move from the left lane to the right lane, and that's when I saw it. It being the little message at the bottom of the right side mirror, which says the objects in mirror are closer than they appear. I looked at that, and for whatever reason, it made me think of this long passion reading that I knew we'd be reading for today. It made me think specifically about how even though the events in that story happened so very, very long ago, in another sense, in the sense that's most important to us, they are so very, very close. The objects in the mirror, the events in the story are closer more contemporary than they appear. The specific thing, I think, that, that had, me, had me thinking that was how all the characters in this story are so clearly straight out of central casting. Uh, central casting, that is, when central casting is made up of folks like you and me. It's so easy, too easy, really, to see ourselves and just about all of them, especially our less savory selves in that cast of characters, in the story, in the passion story, as we call it, right from the beginning. You have those, the chief priests, uh, not really concerned about justice or injustice, right or wrong, but, but kind of field-testing the crowd to see what kind of reaction, whatever decision they make, will bring. Or, or, or that, that bystander, bystanders, just so up in arms at this woman. How dare she, how dare she use that expensive nard to, 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 to anoint Jesus? That could have been used for so many other things. When I'm pretty sure the real reason that they're ticked off is because, because she had become the, the center of attention and stolen all the thunder from them. There's Peter, big man, bigger mouth. I'll never deny you, Jesus. Think about Peter differently every time I hear that story, but this year I was thinking maybe Peter felt that he had to respond that way because he'd worked so hard to, to build up this public persona about how the big, confident guy he was so that even at this vulnerable moment, even if he was scared or worried about what was going to happen, he couldn't actually admit it. It's like if, as if he was trapped in the public persona he created for himself he couldn't actually be true to himself. Perhaps you've been there. And then, of course, when it's all hitting the fan, he falls asleep. Too tired even to care about the things he's supposed to. I've heard that called uh, sympathy fatigue. <laughs> and then a unique thing in Mark's gospel, this poor young man who runs away naked. <laughs> he's so scared. I kind of try to think of what, what that could be medical, metaphorical for. What, or from what have you run away naked, <laughs> left it all behind? Again, just too easy, the lying, the posturing, the denial, it's easy, too easy to see ourselves in this cast of characters. The, the objects in the mirror, the events of this story, 
are closer than they appear. Maybe, too, that's why we're, we're given uh, uh, props these days. <laughs> Maybe it's as a way to make sure we get connected to the story. And we hand out candles and stuff at Christmas, I guess, but I, I'm pretty sure that this is the only Sunday in which we actually get a prop. <laughs> you know, we don't hand out, you know, glow sticks at Pentecost or something or... Uh, uh, tuna fish sandwiches when we read about the, the loaves and fishes. But today we today we get a we get a prop. Today it's not only words, but we get a physical thing that somehow makes the story tactilely present. It's as if we take a material object from the past and and rip it into our present to make sure that this story is present for us. We blessed them at the beginning of the service. We, we waved them to, to join, even outside as it began to drizzle a little bit. We waved them in joy and, and adulation, a, a glory, laud, and honor. We hail him, Hosanna, which means Lord, save, come and save and, and rule over us. And we march in with, with great joy. But then the mood changes and we take a seat. We put our palms down, and even as we had added our voices to the first reading, so we add our voices at a moment of the second long reading, this time not with Hosanna, but with crucify him. Talk about hitting close. Coming closer than we'd like it to. The liturgy has a way of forcing the story upon us by forcing uh, palms into our or palms into our palms, and then crucify onto our lips. It's for that reason, you may have caught this over the, over the years, maybe it's switched here, it's for that reason that this day goes by, by different names in different places, uh, sometimes by church or denomination or something like that. In some places it's Palm Sunday, when you really focus on the, uh, the, the Hosanna, the outdoor stuff, and the waving the palms and the, and the joy. In other places, more focus is on the Passion Sunday, and so you call it, uh, or the Passion Reading, and so you call it uh, Passion Sunday. And so what do you call it? I mean, you have to, you have to put something in the front of the bulletin. <laughs> so I settled on uh, the rather clumsy Palm Slash Passion Sunday. Uh, which is rather clumsy and, and frankly doesn't look so good on the front uh, of the bulletin if you have an eye for that. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I did settle on that, that title. Because I think that slash, <laughs> that little slash is, is perhaps the best image of all of the way in which the story comes near to us. The slash represents the quick switch from Hosanna to crucify palm to passion and how much of our lives is lived in a slash. Uh, supporting spouse slash selfish jerk. Loving parent slash overbearing taskmaster. Respectful child slash insolent ingrate. <laughs> Servant slash egomaniac, life of the party slash depressed, in control slash off the wagon, saint slash sinner, Sunday morning you slash Sunday afternoon you, uh, a social media you slash the you creating the social media you that you'd be terrified if anyone really knew. Hosanna 
slash crucify, palm, slash passion Sunday is the perfect name and the perfect typesetting because we are slash people. Just like all the people in the story we heard today. Except for one. There is one consistent voice and one consistent presence, one slash-free persona in the story. The one who comforts that disregarded woman and tells her she will never be forgotten. The one who sits down at table to feed his betrayer. The one who calls friend and calls forgiven, the very ones who would deny and flee. The shepherd who, though stricken, yet gathers the sheep. The one who stays awake when no one else can. The one who refuses, uh, who receives blows and refuses to hit back, who refuses to save himself so that he might save the whole world. The one who gathers up all of my slashes and all of your back and forths who in response to our crucify him responds only, Father, forgive them. The one consistent presence, the one slash-free persona in the story is the Jesus who loves you. The objects in the mirror The events of this story are closer than they appear. My hope for you this week is that they come extra close. Today, then Thursday and Friday when we we zoom in on particular parts of the story. May this love story of the God who cancels your slashes on the cross. Come very close. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.